Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Welcome back to day three of the Rooted and Ready workshop. We are wrapping this up today, and I hope that you have your workbook and you are really starting to reflect more on who God is and who you are, because now that you know who God is and who you are, it's time to to do what you were called to do knowing that. It's time to get ready. So... As a reminder, if you are listening to this on the podcast, you can grab the workbook, which is a 30-page workbook, so it is not meant to be done in a day. It's actually more of like a devotional. So you can go ahead and grab that in the show notes, the link to get that, and it'll come straight to your inbox, or you can head on over to the Garden of Favor Bloom Society community of thousands of other sisters just like you who want to grow in their faith and walk in their purpose and calling, okay? So now that we're on day three, rooted and ready, it's time to get ready, and I look at the, the definition of ready, and that is adjective. It's prepared mentally or physically for an experience or an action. It's prepared for immediate use likely to do something and having been in on social media for a while and I actually built a cosmetic and skincare line business that uh, I used to do those get ready with me's and we see a lot of women doing those grwm get ready with me well I want to ask you a question really thought-provoking question how are you getting ready for what God has created you to do. Now that you know more about who God is, and, to, and just so you know, this is a lifelong journey of discovering a deeper depth, a deeper understanding. It's just like any other relationship. The more time you spend with somebody, the more you get to know them. The more life experiences you get to do with people, the more you get to know them. The better you grow together and the deeper intimacy and the deeper trust that you have. Your relationship with the Lord is the same way. So now they know more about who he is and then who he says that you are, which chances are you're not necessarily walking in that. You're not necessarily believing that. You're not necessarily living that out. So how do you get ready to live that out? Well, how are you currently getting ready for what God has created you to do? And I think about that. What is your, what is your day look like? Are you preparing and how are you preparing yourself for what God has prepared for you? In Proverbs 6, 20 to 21 says, My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. What is guiding you in your life right now? What do you put into your mind before you go to bed? 
And what do you let speak into your life, whether that's first thing in the morning or throughout the day? Those things are really important. Those are things that are helping you do what God has called you to do. And those things I believe we need to be really intentional about. So I want to talk a little bit about God's will for you. In Romans 12 too, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, so much of what day one and day two were about was transforming your mind, knowing more about who God is and transforming when you, what you thought he was or perhaps some questions you have about him, continuing to transform your mind about who he is and then transforming your heart and your mind too about who you are as a child of God. But we do that, we transform our mind and I am a mindset coach um, with a you know, specialty in biblical mindset and neuro- neuroscience mindset. But okay, well, what do we do with that? Well, we do that so that we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and ple- pleasing perfect will. So what is God's will for you is the question, right? So I love this quote from my pastor and he said, it is God's will for you to know God's will. It's really, God's not trying to complicate things. God's not trying to confuse you or to hide something from you. It is God's will for you to know God's will. And so let's look at the definition of a will. So a will is a desire or a wish as a noun. Or it is as a verb used to express the future, used to express capability or sufficiency, used to express inevitability. Or as another definition of a will in verse with, with a noun, it's a legal declaration of a person's wishes regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. So a will is actually written before someone dies, but it's trans- transferred and it's given after death. And so... Have you ever thought about what is God's will for your life? What is his desire? And perhaps that's why you're here because you want to know. It's the number one question I get as a life and success coach. It is. I want to know what God's will is and then I want to I want to do it well. I want to do it the right way. I want I want confirmation. I want clarity. Um it's the number one question. I I see it all over social media. It's a lot of the conversations I have with women and so If you're here wondering what his will is for your life, there's hope. He's not trying to hide it from you. And so what do you think his perfect and pleasing will means to you, right? And if you don't know that, then I encourage you to spend some time with him and ask him those questions. And that's exactly what we do in Bloom Academy. I walk hand in hand with you as I cried out to the Lord a couple years ago, begging him to tell me what my purpose was, what my calling was, and just saying, I promise no matter what it is, even if I don't want to do it, I'll do it because I know that it's what you want me to do. And the Lord asked me a lot of tough questions. And he really, what he did was he prepared my heart. He had to get me ready for what he had already had prepared for me. And that work is deep work. That work is transformative, and that is what we are beginning to do through this day three of Rooted and Ready. And so we talked a lot about mindset, but there's something else that is really glaringly a problem in people's lives. I believe it's the one, it's the main thing holding people back from knowing God's purpose and God's calling on your life. 
And we find in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. There is a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. There is a difference between the head, like me telling you that God is your Abba Father. He's your Heavenly Father and He loves you so much. And that He is merciful and gracious and just and righteous and holy and omnipresent and all the things that we learned about in on day one. That's head knowledge that I tell you that. But what my heart's desire is that you really understand and believe those things in your heart. The same with about you. You can know you're loved, you're chosen, you're free, you're forgiven, you are called, you are, you are his masterpiece, and, and you can know those things in your head. But if you don't know those things and believe those things and live those things in your heart, it really knowing it in your head, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the, the, the trick, right? It's not the thing that we really need. We need to know it in our head, but we need to then apply that to our heart. And I find that so many women, there's this disconnect and so many women, hello, that's me too, that there's a disconnect between what we know in our heads and what we believe in our heart. And so mindset versus heart set. When you truly believe who God is and who he says that you are, you will begin to start living the life that God intended for you. And I believe there's so much significance that we can learn about the Garden of Eden. When we look back at the original way that God designed it, the, the original design of his relationship with Adam and Eve and what they got to do with him and for him, that is what God wants. He wants to restore you back to the daughter that he created Eve to be. Have that intimate relationship, walking in the garden with the Lord, having that relationship with Adam that and and being able to name the animals and the plants and tend to the garden. And I believe that is so much of the mindset and the heart set's work is to restore you back to who God originally said that you are before sin entered the world. And so Amos 9.14, I have in the workbook for you to read it. And uh, it talks about the garden. God is a gardener. That's why we need to get rooted and ready for what he wants to cultivate in our lives because God is a gardener. And there's fruit in your life. And he wants to produce that so that we can grow God's kingdom. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The enemy wants to keep you in the dark, wants to keep you confused about who God is, keep you uncertain about who you are and that you have a purpose and you actually have a reason to be here. But God wants to bring you into his wonderful light because you are his royal priesthood. But what does that mean? Do you really believe that you're royalty? Do you, do you understand the significance of that? We can really find deeper understanding of that in the New Testament, which sometimes can be really confusing when you can't tie the New Testament, I'm sorry, the Old Testament, the Old Testament when you tie it to where, what it means today in the New Testament. And so in, in 1 Peter, it says we're a royal priesthood. So I want you to really think about what does that mean? God's will is for you to know his will. You are a royal priesthood. He's not hiding anything from you. And in Exodus 15, 17, it says, You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. What is your inheritance? 
Because God's will for you is to receive your inheritance. And first and foremost, your inheritance is salvation. Your inheritance is what Jesus did for you on the cross. And if you have never received that, I would really love for you to email myself and my team and we will help you receive that inheritance because that is first and foremost. But then there's other things. He wants to plant you in this world for a reason so that you can obviously walk and know salvation and know what that means as a daughter of a, of a king and have that freedom and have that life so that you can share with other people. And it's interesting to me that what Jesus had to do for us, that inheritance that we you know, receive, inheritance is the act of inheriting property, the reception of genetic qualities, the acquisition of a possession, condition, or trait from past generations. So an inheritance is actually promised when someone's alive, but it's granted when they die. And Jesus died for us to receive his inheritance. But then what else do you think that means regarding you living here on earth today? And in order for you to receive your inheritance, one, Jesus had to die, right? But then you have to die and I have to die to self. And I never really understood what that meant, die to self. It sounds brutal, but in, in parts of it is because we do have our flesh and what our earthly nature desires. God says, you know, he wants to refine us to be more like him. Hence, day two is really important that we don't just think those things, but we live out those things and we live out those truths about our identity in Christ. So Ephesians 4, 22 to 23 says, regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires and being continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And so I love this idea of gardens because what I felt like I was, you know, what was, what was a death and where I was being buried, the Lord showed that I was simply being planted. And God literally did take my my grave and turned it into a garden and that again is so much of what bloom academy is about it's what rooted and ready is about but it's about getting into the dirt tilling the soil identifying what are the things that are holding us back from living in the fullness of who god created us to be because we maybe haven't died to self and maybe the ways of the world but it is god's inheritance for you to be restored back to the original design, the Garden of Eden. And I love this verse because as we're here on earth, we're like, okay, well, that's going to happen when we die. Well, you know, when, when we are um, in heaven and it's perfect, there's no crying, there's no sadness, there is, it's, it's streets of gold, you know, when we think about those things, that's great. But what about now? What, are, what should we be doing now? I love the Lord's Prayer. And as a little girl, I've said it so many times I, in church or, you know, just throughout life, I've heard it so much that it just, it just became words until recently over the last year or so, the Lord really had me sit down with the Lord's prayer. And I'm going to read it to you. And I, again, this is one of the pages in the workbooks that you can really sit with this and, and have the Lord continue to reveal deeper meaning. So it's the, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So 
I love this prayer because sometimes a lot of women say, I don't really know how to pray. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't know how to pray, at the, until you learn a little bit better, all prayer is, is communicating with God. It's listening to God and it's praying to God. But this is a great place to start. This is literally what Jesus said to the disciples. Here's how you pray. There's one phrase in the Lord's Prayer that like really stood out to me. And it's on earth as it is in heaven. What do you think that means? On earth as it is in heaven. I believe that is what God wants to do. He wants to bring heaven to earth. And your life now can prepare for that. So what does that mean? One of my favorite verses is one of my life verses, it's Jeremiah 29, 11. Chances are you probably heard this one too. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And I think so often we can hear these verses and whether you grew up in a church or you've, you've known the Lord your whole life or you're a fairly new believer, you probably, chances are you've seen these on cards, on plaques on you know walls or on people's posts on social media and sometimes I think these things just become words but the Lord really wants us to understand these words these words are they will not return void he says and so what do they mean so when I look at Jeremiah 20 11 I think okay well what does it mean to prosper what's to be fortunate or successful to thrive do you believe God really wants to prosper you and in his definition of prosper, you know, sometimes I think for when we're in, in, we're in the world, but we shouldn't be of the world, that we automatically think that means money, be really wealthy, be really successful in the world's eyes, have a large social media platform, have the big house. You know, again, none of those things are wrong, but that's not necessarily the, the, the exact and only way that the Lord wants to prosper you. But what is hope? He wants to give us a hope and a future. Well, hope is to have confidence, it's trust, to desire and consider what's possible. Do you believe your future is filled with hope? And and some, I will say, you may not. And I have been in a season of my life, It was I was very hopeless. And in that season, I, I questioned, God, are you really good? Are you really all of the things that we talked about on day one? And it's really what made me go deeper into that, understanding God's nature, God's character, who he was, because I was questioning, are you really good? Do you really want good things for me? Do you really want to not harm me and give me a hope and a future? Because having faith means that we believe in the things that are unseen, and that we believe that God really is good and that he is going to do what he has promised. And he does want us to walk in our authority and in our inheritance. And he wants us to know his will for us. So what do you need more faith about? What faith seeds do you need to plant in your garden? What faith seeds do you need to be deeper rooted in who God is and who he says that you are? So you truly believe that he does have good things for you, a good future. And that he does want to bring heaven to earth. And that he wants you to live a life to the full. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus has come, that they may have life and have it to the full. And one of the workbook pages in this day three is to look at different translations in, in, of the Bible of that verse, John 10.10. 10. 
I love doing this. When I when I hear words and they stick out to me and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting and I want a deeper understanding, a deeper revelation of what that means, I will go and I will read that same verse in multiple translations. And there's oftentimes just a really small change in the wording that gives me a deeper understanding. And so I give you a couple examples of that so that you can really understand what does it mean that Jesus died so that we can have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. And I won't uh, tell you all the other versions because it's awesome when you really get it. And then the question is, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And are you living a life to the full? Because friend, when you are rooted in who God is, and you are rooted in your identity as a daughter of the king, you will be ready to live a life to the full. You will be ready to to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and know that he has good things for you. So I want you to think about, are you rooted in who God is and who he says that you are? And are you ready to fulfill your purpose and calling? We often want to know what the gift is, what is the thing, but we don't take the time to do the work to prepare our hearts and our minds for the thing. And it's like the parable of the sower. He doesn't want to give you the seed. He doesn't want to give you the thing. He's a good father. He's not going to waste it because he wants to make sure that your heart is ready for what he has for you. So if you've been one of those people and who have been crying out to the Lord, please tell me what it is that you want me to do. Perhaps it's not the thing he wants to give you. He wants to prepare your heart for the thing. And that work is crucial before he's actually going to give you the thing. And it sometimes is not the so fun work, but it is necessary. Ask me how I know. Because it took me a couple years after I lost my eight-figure business, what I thought was my purpose, my identity, my calling, my everything. And when I lost that, I lost my identity with it. I lost my purpose with it. I lost my calling with it. I lost, I felt like I lost it all. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally, I lost a lot. But in that place where I thought I was buried is exactly where God started to prepare my heart for actually what he created me to do. And I'm so honored and I'm so blessed and I'm so humbled that he has me here today to be able to help you discover your true purpose and your true calling. And I would love if this speaks to you and you feel like this is making sense and you're thinking, I want more of this, then I would love to invite you to Bloom Academy. Bloom Academy is an eight-week experience where we take these truths of who God is, who you are, and we water it like never before so that you can truly get a deeper understanding of all of these things. In the Bloom Academy, it's where I'm going to walk alongside of you as a coach and, and as with a group of other women who love the Lord, who are desiring to know what they were created to do. And it's really designed to con- help you connect with God on a deeper level, help you understand when you read God's word, what is he saying, help you to hear his voice, help you to talk with him better so that you can ha- identify your purpose and calling or better yet, so that he can reveal to you your purpose and calling, that you truly discover your unique design and your unique identity in who he created you to be. And that you actually learn that there's a difference between your purpose and your calling. 
we often use those words interchangeably, but actually in module one, we talk about how they are actually different and I break it down for you real simple. And then we spend the next seven weeks really uncovering your specific calling and what it is that God has gifted you to do. And helping, I really help you cultivate a life that is evident of God's hand over you and really God's favor. So if that is of interest to you, uh, I would love to invite you to the next round of Bloom Academy. And if we are closed because we're currently in one, you can always sign up for the waitlist and join the next group. But I am so glad that you've spent some time with me over the last three days to really get rooted in who God says that you are and rooted in the truth about God and who he said, who he is, and that you are ready to become the woman that he has created you to be, that you are ready to bloom into who God has created you to be. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being who you are. Thank you for all that you are and all that you have done for us. God, Father, you are worthy to be praised and we thank you for loving us and for being our Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you for reminding us who we are when the world tries to tell us otherwise. We ask you to help us to continue to have a deeper understanding of you, your character and your nature, as well as truly a deeper understanding of who you are. we are in you as your daughters. As we continue to spend more time with you and transform our minds and our hearts, Lord, we ask you to help us get rooted so that we can grow deeper in your truths. We know that in order to fulfill our purpose and calling here on earth, we need not only to know these truths, but we need to live them. Lord, help us to live them. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.